everybody. Welcome back to Newton's Nuggets. Right, this is the show where I waffle on too much and Jesse normally edits it out. And then Jesse waffles on too much and Jesse has to edit that out as well. Um, but we also meet some nice people and interview them. There you go. That's the whole show. Um, Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> we just dance off stage left. <laughs> you don't have the rights to do that music, Paul. Stop singing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you just change it to something you made instead? Um, as long as it goes with my tap dancing, we'll be fine. Sure. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back. I still don't know why you do, but I really appreciate the fact that you do. And and the show's still growing and it's still doing well. And thank you to our sponsors and thank you to our listeners and thank you to the people that come on to the show. And this week, this week, we've got a young man called Duncan Price. Now, he's a hypnotherapy dude. Okay. He does hypno stuff. And we met through networking. And normally when I meet hypnotherapists, they don't like me too much because I do hypno stuff very quickly and I'm quite good at it. And normally they're trained to believe that I can't do what I can do. Whereas me and Duncan started talking about it and we had loads of things that we completely agreed on and then different attitudes or ways to get to results. And our conversation started just being awesome fun. Um, and, and yeah, then he asked me on his podcast and I went and did that. Then we had a chat about doing a monthly live thing, which you can get a connection to if Jesse puts it up. Thanks. Um, and and then I asked him to come on my show so I could badger him about his side of Hitman. As per usual, you know, the links are in the uh, description. See? See, he's good. He's good like that. Um, and do you know what? We've literally just finished doing this interview, and I think it went really well. What do you reckon, Jesse? Yeah, I think it was great. And it was the, the, the thing you, I think you said in the interview about the reason you get on is there's no ego there. Yeah. It's just... It's just to you people that get on because I well anybody who knows me and Paul knows that we're very much at the sciencey rational end of stuff and we're not very good with the woo uh, <laughs> woo stuff what was it I said the other day the that's right for your birthday dinner woo, woo. magic the woo magic <laughs> <laughs> and Paul's more about the trick magic so yeah. So yeah, so I I know a lot of people. If you're one, if you're like us, and the idea of hypnotherapy turns you off completely, this isn't that interview. This is I I I really like um I like the way that Duncan deals with stuff, and yeah. if I'm honest, it's changed my understanding of how the hypnotherapy thing works because the hypno bit. It's only a part of the whole yeah. process. Most of it's just therapy, uh, yeah. which which I know that. And in we we were talking about how in this country, the idea of therapy is such a weird thing. Whereas you get other other countries, and it's perfectly normal to have a therapist. Yeah, they, they will have an op- people have open conversations in pubs about. Oh, I'm off to see my therapist next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah working for you. Yeah, he's a good one. And that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I the thing I like about Duncan is that we can have very different views on something, but we talk about it because we know it's all a grey zone. Okay? 
Whereas me and you have spoken before about people who seem to think you can only pick A or B and that's it. You can't have anything in between. That's a load of rubbish. Yeah. And, and, and the, the idea the idea of having an absolute certainty of something seems to have overtaken the idea of, oh, I don't know. Yeah. The idea of, oh, discussion. Yeah. Maybe. Even to Rationally. the point where uh, a PhD expert on a subject will say, we don't know yet. Yeah, everybody's got an opinion of A or B. <laughs> but this is this is the issue, isn't it? You yeah. you will have a PhD or or somebody who knows their stuff who will openly say we don't know because the facts won't tell us, but then somebody else will take that as it doesn't work because they don't know. Yeah. No. Anyway, we're digressing. Which yeah, is we are. How this we start exactly the show? We do. <laughs> Ladies and gents, we're now going to go to a quick sponsor advert and then we're going to Duncan Bryce. So, this advert is about only networking. That's the only.network. The only.network. Now, it's business networking, but not as you know it. They've shaken up business networking by making it more about the people and less about the boring. Seriously, I go along to these network events. They're really great. They're run by really nice people. Every single group they have has people that want to love you and hug you and look after you. It just feels different. And you know what? If you go to one of their events, you might even bump into some dodgy bloke in a trilby and he'll look after you as well. Go and have a look at their website. It really is an awesome network to be part of. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We now have the amazing Duncan Price with us. Now, Duncan is a buddy of mine. Um, I've known Duncan through networking. I love what he does. He and I have a lot of similar thoughts, but we look at things in different ways, and we come to a conclusion in very different ways. And it's one of the reasons that I like chatting with Duncan. And we're probably going to tell you in a little while that Duncan and I have started doing a monthly show as well that you can find on Facebook. And it's free. Just come along. You'll listen to two very different hypno, hypno, I was going to say two hypnotherapists, but I'm not. <laughs> um, you'll listen to two hypno guys. There you go. Who will be talking about stuff and ways to help you. So, ladies and gents, without further ado, here is Duncan Price. Duncan, hey! Yeah. It felt like there should have been a cheer there, but it's just the two of us chatting. So I thought I'd just add it myself. Yes. There's nothing wrong if, with cheering. If we'd had a live audience, that would have been thousands of people cheering. Of course, right. of course. Yeah. yeah. Hi, everyone, and hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I've oh, wanted mate, to be on your you. nuggets for a long time. Have you wanted to play with my nuggets for a while now? Indeed. It's been the only thought on my mind. Mate, my mugget, my my muggets, my nuggets have been on many people's thoughts for quite. They, a... I I have heard you do like to get your nuggets around. I do like to get them out and show them off every so often. Jesse, I think we've just broken all of previous game. We've just done like twenty nugget gags in the first minute of Duncan being on. I am so proud of him right now. <laughs> D- Duncan, Duncan, just let's bring it back to a bit more sensible, okay? For those, for those people that might follow my stuff but don't know who you are, who are you and why should they listen to us two harping on for about half an hour? Well, who are you is always a very 
simple question with a very complex answer. So I'll keep it business focused for now. Uh, I am a therapist and coach. I help people. Well, no, do you know, that's not even true. I don't help people. What I do is I, I show people how to help themselves. I'm all about empowering people. We all have everything we need inside. There's only two things really that we don't have that we might need, which is knowledge and experience, and they come with time and, and effort. Everything else we have inside. My job, as I see it, is to encourage people to find ways to connect with what they already have, acknowledge that it's there, and use it positively. And most of the time, the thing that they think is holding them back, the the, the thing they perceive as the problem that's in their way actually holds the key to move them forward to where they want to get to. They just need to use it differently. Um, so it's my job to kind of be external and objective and help them find that, really. Because it, it's weird, isn't it? I, I Right, I do hypno stuff, okay? But I do stuff that would probably break your rules. Mm -hmm. um, do fast hypno and I mess with people's heads quickly and I do stuff for entertaining and... And still, every so often, you'll get somebody who will say, um, I've got a fear of X, Y, Z. And, and then you get into their heads a bit and you start finding things out. And it's them that's created that whole fear in the first place. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and the, the thing is, they go, it's gone. It's gone. But actually, you just need to remove the barriers you placed in there. Hmm. Um, and sorry, you were going to say something then. And I... I Carried on. No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I was just saying how that's that really is the case. We these things that are in our way are very real things, but they're only very real things because we've decided that they are. <laughs> Most of the time, the barriers and boundaries that are in our way are absolutely real, solid things, and and to say that they're not feels like we're downplaying and saying that they're unimportant. So they are real things but they're only real because that individual has decided that they are. And it's not a conscious choice. They've not sat down one day and gone, I know I'm going to make my life harder this way, but we all do it. And, yeah. and I'm not immune from that. You're not immune from that. We do it to ourselves all the time as well. And that can be something as simple as just deciding, Oh, I couldn't possibly talk to that person about coming on my show, that, that person or that person would never want me to have a chat with them. And it's like, well, actually, that person may be feeling exactly the same about you. I know that that's something that we've mentioned in the past. So I know you've experienced yeah. that too. And, and it's a weird fear, isn't it? I, I can remember being a kid and I was one of the most shy kids you could ever meet. I, I didn't want to, I, I wanted to hide behind my mum all the time. I just wanted to start, I didn't want to meet new people all the time. And you look at what I do for a living now. I'm literally walking out on stages in front of hundreds or thousands of people and introducing myself to all of them in one go. And I remember that kid. I remember that early teenager. And now I look back and go, what the hell happened? <laughs> See, in my experience, there's, there's two kinds of confidence. Confidence is something I work with a lot. I, the way I see it, there's two kinds of confidence. Uh, now, the, the first thing I want to say is that we are all confident. We're just really good at hiding it and forgetting it and denying it to ourselves. But also we look at confidence in the wrong way. You know, if I say to someone, oh, tell me about a time when you were confident. Most people struggle generally um, because when we're really at our most confident, we're not there going, oh, I'm feeling confident right now. We are just doing or just being in that moment. Um, 
when I say there's two types of confidence, I tend to refer to it's it's a it's a loose terminology, but I tend yeah. to refer to internal and external confidence. Now, okay. from my personal experience, I remember standing on a stage in front of hundreds of people, um, 360 people, actually, uh, this particular example, uh, and I was playing a part. So I had a mask on, not literally a mask, but I was playing a role. So yes, you, was, you were pretending to be someone else. Yes. And yeah. I felt perfectly comfortable doing that because it wasn't me up there. It was this character that I was portraying. That's a very external kind of confidence. It's the very, you know, I can run onto that stage and shout and make a noise and be big and powerful and loud. And because it's not packing myself inside while I'm doing it, right? Or beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next week, literally the next week, same stage, same auditorium, different people in it. And I was in front of the same number of people and I had to stand up and talk about me. And that's the first time that I've needed to rely upon and fall back on all of the different tools and techniques um, for stage confidence and things that I'd learned when I was doing drama and stuff. Um, I'd never needed that when I was playing a part, but when I was being me, it was a whole different scenario. And over time, I've developed a much stronger internal confidence. The external stuff is easy because you can pretend, you can dress up for that, you can, you can just, you know, fake it till you make it, pretend to be confident, you'll come across confident, and that makes it easier. The internal yeah. confidence, that kind of calm, quiet confidence, the kind of confidence where you can just be yourself, which may be loud and extrovert, or it may be quiet and introvert, or it could be anywhere on, this, on that spectrum, but it's just you and it's real. That's, that's not necessarily as easy, um, but when you get it, it's so much more powerful. It is because I'm thinking back to my actor days, and and uh, Jesse knows this. I think some of the listeners know this if they've listened well. Um, I'm rubbish with scripts. I'm absolutely atrocious with scripts. So, whilst I I think I could act, I don't know. I never really watched myself acting, um, but I was always scared that I would mess up the lines and I'd mess up somebody else's cue line and I would mess this up and I'd mess that up because I'm trying to my memory is atrocious for that kind of stuff so I used to lack confidence walking on stage being an actor but then when I realized I was allowed to walk out on stage and just say whatever I liked because I'm now doing my own one-man show nobody else is relying on what I'm going to say when I'm going to say it and and delivering it in a certain way it's it's I find that easier, whereas from the hundreds and thousands of people that I've talked to this about, apparently standing up and being yourself is the harder option. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, do you know, I think a lot of that comes down to what we convince ourselves of. I mean, there's, there seems to be a bit yeah. of a theme coming up here. But, yeah. for example, you said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rubbish when it comes to memory for that kind of thing. Now, yeah. I, obviously, that's true. You, you're self-aware enough to know that that's the case and you've got plenty of experience of it. But I wonder how much of that is true because you convinced yourself of that. I don't start messing with my head. <laughs> that's not fair. That's I, I do that, Duncan, not you. Yeah, I'm sorry, I take it all back. Um, but you're but, right. But, I might be creating that block. I might be hmm. creating that issue because I look at a, a two or three line script 
And I start with, I'm rubbish at this. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe what you're actually rubbish at is learning it the way that you're trying to learn it. So do something different. You know, a lot of the time that can be the case. So a great example of this, I, I wrote a blog recently about uh, how to remember names, because it's something that a lot of people talk to me about. And actually, it doesn't need to be that hard. And probably the biggest reason why people are so bad at remembering names, and you, you'll hear the phrase, oh, I'm terrible with names, but I'm great with faces. Different skills. One is recall. You've got the face in front of it in front of yeah. you you just need to look at it and go oh yeah i've seen that before the name yeah. isn't in front of you if someone said this is fred you go oh yeah of course it's fred i knew that um, yeah. so it's a different skill but but what so often happens when we meet people for the first time is we're thinking about so many other things that when someone goes oh this is paul you go oh hi i'm duncan take the time to actually go ah Paul, hi Paul, nice to meet you. Decide in that moment that you're going to remember and focus on remembering it rather than going, oh, I'm terrible with names, so I'll forget that in a minute. Because of course you will. You're not even trying. You're spot on. Because I'm, I've found that I've been getting worse at names lately. But you know what? I think it's because I've been talking at bigger stages. Therefore, I have more people introduced to me straight afterwards. So my brain's going... I don't have enough time to go in depth with every person. And therefore I'm saying, right, what do they need? What do they need? What do they need? Rather than what's their name again? And if I just did the, the old trick of saying their name back to them. Yeah. Let me take and, and, and saying their name back to them when you end the conversation as well. There's a couple of reasons for that. One, when nice. you say their name at the when yeah, so if you go, oh hi Paul, nice to meet you, and I already know at that point that I'm going to need to remember the name to say goodbye to you as well because that's the challenge I've set myself or the the way that I've decided to do this. So I've got it in mind that I know I'm going to be tested on this in the future, and there's been a lot of studies that show that when you know you're going to be tested on something later, you're better at re recalling that information. Whereas if you don't expect to be tested on it what we tend to do instead is remember where we learned it so we can find that information out again. So if we know we've got to recall that information and we can't rely on where we're going to learn it from, we make a point of remembering the information rather than how to find it out, um, which is interesting. And when you're, when you're going to say goodbye to them, would you say <laughs> it was Paul, wasn't it? Or would you just go bye-bye, Paul? Would you just go for it? I would probably just go for it unless I wasn't sure, in which case I'd probably ask it as a question. And one of the one of the reasons for that is uh, the, the confidence in it, knowing that you've got it right or believing it makes it stronger, makes it easier to recall in the future as well. The other reason for saying it at the end as well as the start is we've got this primacy and recency thing that goes on with our memory. It's one of our many wonderful uh, things of being human, which is that we're really good at remembering the first thing and pretty yeah. good at remembering the last thing. And then in the middle, we'll just remember the peaks, the peaks of the experience. So the happiest part or the saddest part, or, or if there's yeah. something that particularly resonates with me. But we're not great at remembering all the information. We, we just don't because it's too much to take in all in one go. So remember the first thing and remember the last thing. Make sure, therefore, that you end on something. So if you're using the name at the end, for example, you're doubling your chances of remembering that name and building that association next time you see them. Nice. Thanks. See, Jesse, I told you this would be good for us. This is helping already. Um, <laughs> so to, in your work, in your hypnotherapy world, yeah, there's so many different things that you can help people. 
Yes. And you know, I love hypnotherapy. We had Keith Blakemore Noble on it a while back. And, oh, and lovely bloke. Yeah, he's a lovely guy as well, isn't he? He's not up his own backside. And that's why I don't get on with a lot of people in the hypno world. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, he's not, he's not trying to be a big ego at all. He just wants to help. So what kind of things will you help people with? I know, I know, I know we were, said, we were talking about confidence. And me and you have spoken about anxiety before. And I think in this last year, anxiety is just going through the roof at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So the, the things I focus on most are stress, anxiety, confidence, and sleep. Now, sleep I kind of got into by accident, um, almost, um, in that, I mean, I had some challenges with, my, with sleep for myself in the past. It was all stress-based, all of it um fixed that that was nice um but it wasn't until i basically i created a sleep guide because i was seeing so many clients for anxiety and confidence and stress issues that yeah. were struggling with their sleep and it's kind of a chicken and the egg if you're not sleeping well the everything else is harder and if everything else is difficult, the sleep becomes harder. So where do you start? So I would focus very much on helping them with the underlying cause, the anxiety, the stress, the whatever else it might be. And then I created this, this guide full of hints and tips on how to improve sleep. In putting that guide together, I did a lot of research and very ironically stayed up till dumb o'clock in the morning reading papers and scholarly articles on why sleep is important and you shouldn't stay up till three o'clock in the morning staring at a computer screen um, to put that together because um, I'm a bit of a geek and I really love um, reading studies and papers. But everyone sad. has a thing they become geeky about, don't they? I you? know. So, um, so yeah, so I put together this, this guide for improving the quality of your sleep basically um and started sharing that partly um to, to initially just with the people that i was helping with other things and then partly beyond that as a sort of a lead magnet to attract people so here's some tips to help you with your sleep and the chances are if you're struggling with sleep there's probably something else that i can help you with and i'm here get in touch um your your sleep uh, your, your sleep help uh, report, uh, book, whatever you, you called it, brain just <laughs> went completely then. Um, but, can we put a link to that in the yeah, show? Yeah, absolutely. Mindaffinity.co.uk forward slash sleep well. I like that. I like that. Thank you, mate. Because no yeah, we're all about trying to give as much information as possible. And you know the kind of people, I don't know if you do know the kind of people we have listening. We have a lot of people that own their own businesses. They're normally mm -hmm. small, medium businesses or a lot of people who aspire to own their own businesses or go further in their world. And I honestly some think- of, Some of the worst candidates when it comes to looking after their own, themselves and their sleep, yeah. This is it, when you mentioned sleep, the amount of new business owners who will burn the, the candle until three, four in the morning and then be up again at six or seven because they've got a network somewhere. And know, it, doesn't, it doesn't help, it does no. not help because- no literally everything else you do then becomes so much less productive and less efficient and effective because you're not looking after yourself and getting the sleep you want get that bit right and everything else is easier more efficient more effective and you get better results i literally feel like i'm being told off <laughs> there's jesse wow. nodding away in the background going yeah paul listen 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, Duncan, something you don't know is Jesse has a way of sending me notes whenever we're chatting in case he wants to hint me to do something. You just said about sleeping properly. He just pinged me a message saying, yeah, Paul. It's like, <laughs> he's having well, a go at me even while he's muted. <laughs> so I haven't finalised the date or the information. I probably will do by the time this goes out live, but I'm actually uh, hosting a, a free webinar on sleep um in a little over a month's time i'll let you know the details when it's confirmed um, so we're looking uh, around about mid-september yeah something like that mid to late september um okay and please do come along um and if there's anything right, something any questions something i will something i'll say on that if you're listening to this right now we're talking mid-september 2021 because i know that weirdly at the moment we pick up new listeners and then they listen to all the back catalogue as well so what I didn't want to happen is somebody in 2022 goes, ah, oh, it's coming up to September. Brilliant. I'll listen to that. And we, no, we can't. Well, if you are listening to this in yeah, 2022, hello from the past. Um, get in touch. I'll do a webinar just for you. <laughs> yeah. And and things like, as long as you keep that guide up on your website, mm -hmm. it's a great one because people can go to that, get that free and get a feeling of if they want to work with you. Um, so that's perfect to me. Okay, so if, if let's say, for example, you were talking to a guy who's a tad stressed because his public profile seems to be going up um, and he's getting asked to talk at various places, um, but he's also a little bit panicky about all of that going on while mm -hmm. trying to keep, you know, home life happy and, and healthy and stuff. Any tips? <laughs> Absolutely. So hypothetically speaking. Um, yeah, yeah, this random person that I just made up. Yep, absolutely. Well, the first thing I'd say is, is absolutely prioritise you first and foremost. Um, you as in the person I'm talking to hypothetically. Um, yes, yes. Let's, let's, let's call him Paul to make it easier. Of course, we'll go with that. We'll call him Paul. So I would say Paul... Yeah. You've got to start by looking after you because you can't look after the people around you as effectively if you're not looking after you. And you can't be the best version of you on stage if you're not looking after you. So start there and you'll be much better positioned to manage that stress and, and, and pressure if you've got the energy reserves that you need from being well rested and from taking time for you. So that's the first thing. Um, the next thing I'd say is that pressure, that stress... Yeah great brilliant it's not a bad thing we're so good at convincing ourselves that it is but it's not it's only a bad thing to manage it poorly right um you have you know better than anyone else this hypothetical pool i'm sure also knows this um better than anyone else that that by deciding something's a problem it makes it far worse <laughs> but if we can accept that do you know what these, these challenges, these whatever reactions and responses we're having to what's going on around us, yeah. we, we can't choose and we cannot control how we feel in any given moment. But what we can do is recognize it, accept it, and decide how we want to respond to it going forward. And each time we do that, what we're doing is we're influencing ourselves, right? So you can't change how you feel. You can't even directly change what you're thinking. Because th this is what a lot of people will talk about and CBT will teach you that the way you think controls how you feel. And it kind of does. But then the idea is that that means we can control our thinking. But I don't know about you. 
I have random thoughts that pop into my head. I didn't decide to put them there, right? Yeah. And we all do that. I can't decide what my next thought is going to be, but I can influence it. For example, I know I need to make a shopping list. I sit down with pen and paper and I go, what do I need for dinner? Naturally, I'm then going to start thinking about the things that need to go on my shopping list. But I haven't decided what my next thought is going to be. I didn't decide I was going to think I need beans before I thought about needing beans, right? So you can't control your thoughts any more than you can control your feelings, but influencing them. So like the shopping list, it's about controlling or, or adapting the environment you're in, the situation, whatever it might be, to create positive influences that help and support you to get to where you want to get to. So if you influence yourself, then this can be as simple as, you know, you're going on a night out or, or maybe even you're going to go up onto the stage and you're feeling a bit stressed about it or you're feeling like you don't really, you're just not in the mood tonight, you don't want to do it. Um, well, one of the great ways to get around that is get ready. Put on the music that you put on when you're getting ready. Dance around in the shower while you're shaving your legs. Maybe that's not you, Paul. Maybe that's Nobody needs else. to picture Paulie <laughs> dancing around in the shower. Oh, no, sorry. Not Paulie. Um, it's a different Paul. Anyway, um, you know, put that music on, go through the process of getting ready. And in doing that, you start to feel better. Now, you haven't controlled how you feel, but you've changed it by influencing it, putting in place some positive influences around yourself um, that have then led to you feeling more the way you want to, that you desire to feel. So the same thing with that pressure and stress, or stress and pressure even, um, is that... It, it's okay to feel that stress and that pressure, use it and decide how you want to respond to it and what you're going to do with that. And each time you make that choice, you're influencing yourself to, yeah. to naturally make that choice again in the future. So if feeling stressed and pressured makes you go, huh, I know this is a problem and a bad thing, guess what? You're influencing yourself to have a bigger problem and a bigger bad thing. Whereas if instead you go, ah, I recognize this, part of me is drawing my attention here because I need it, right? Part of me is concerned and it's good to be aware and to be ready and prepared. And in fact, the, the, the worry, the stress of that pressure gives me energy and it gives me focus. And it means that when I turn up, I'm going to have a better experience and I'm going to be more on the ball than if I was just blasé about it and didn't care, right? So it can be a really positive thing. When it comes to the, the times when it's not helpful, so that could be that you're very much thinking about what you're performing the next day or at the weekend, and right now it's time for sleep. This is where it comes to putting it down and shifting your focus elsewhere. And that, one, that one's never, never concerned me. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point that I think my stage shows in a week's time or a month's time they probably concern my wife more than they concern me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know how you can do that. I don't know how you yeah. And I don't rehearse very much either. And I don't practice much. I kind of walk on stage and make it up once I walk on stage. Mm. So I've trained my brain to not feel stress about being on stage because there's no point in getting stressed until I'm already there. And then once I'm there, I might as well just do what's going to work anyway. And I have fun. Um, but also... I was going to say like 90% of the men in the world. That, that could be a complete lie, okay? I'm going to get rid of that. Like a lot of the people I've spoken to, okay, I, 
I tend to push stress down, try and deny it's there, and then mm-hmm. ride a wave above it. And I'll keep going like like my backside's on fire and I've got to keep pushing, otherwise that's going to catch me. And do you know what? I know that's bad for me. Sorry, Paul knows that's bad for me. But do you see what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So this this is something that I talk about a lot with my clients with anxiety, because the vast majority of the problem is, again, believing anxiety is a problem in itself. And a lot of the time, it's that belief that causes a much bigger problem than the anxiety itself. So I talk about anxiety with a little a and a big A. Little a anxiety is called being human. It's normal. It's safe. It's a good thing. If we didn't have it on some level, we'd constantly be walking out in front of buses because we didn't worry about looking each way when we crossed the road, whatever. Um, So it's good to have a level of that. Big A anxiety only occurs when you allow the little A anxieties to build to that point. And the way we do that most of the time is by pushing it down and ignoring it because we don't want the results of the big A anxiety. We know what that feels like and that's scary and we don't want that. So when we start to notice the little A anxiety, we go, I don't want to feel this. So we push it down and ignore it. And then it builds and we push it down some more and then it builds and we push it down some more. And that keeps growing and growing until we can't push it down anymore. And if you get to the point where you can't push it down anymore, that's when you have a panic attack. That's when you have real anxiety and it's a problem. But it wouldn't be a problem if you noticed the anxiety earlier and went, ah, I recognize this and it's okay. Let's explore it and let's release it. Let's let go of it instead of burying it. Because we end up in a battle with ourselves, right? We've got like system one and system two brain. Okay, so system one is like your monkey brain, your lizard brain, your your animalistic mind, primitive, whatever you want to call it. And that deals with the whole fight or flight thing and all of that jazz, right? Then you've got system two, which is the prefrontal area, the the neocortex, sorry, the the new bit of the brain, uh, which looks after logic and reasoning and language and things like this and how we communicate. So what happens is our system one's going whoop, 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 danger, 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 panic, panic, panic. And our system two brain is going, no, 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 we, d- we don't want that. So what it does is it tells system one to shut up. Now system one feels like it's under threat. Yeah. And then you shout at it. Is that going to make it feel more or less under threat? Funnily enough, it doesn't make it calm down. If you felt like you were at risk, and I came along and started yelling at you, is that going to calm you down? Or is that going to no. make you more likely to lash out? Yes. Uh, and, and hypothetical pool that we're talking about, I'm sure wouldn't be afraid to lump me one if he felt he needed to. Um, I don't think he's that type of person, but maybe. It, it, I don't think he's that type of person, but when cornered and already feeling vulnerable and then being yelled at, something's probably going to happen, right? Yes. Um, so, so why is it that we think yelling at ourselves is ever going to help? right? No one ever beats themselves up into feeling better about themselves. (laughs) And no one ever beats themselves up into feeling calmer. So rather than fighting against it, kind of put an arm around yourself, say, okay, thank you. Thank you for trying to help me. I know that you have good intention here. You're trying to look after me and keep me safe. But actually, let's be realistic about the situation right now. That's not helpful. And we don't need that. So thanks very much. But off you go. (laughs) I'm going to go. I can I can feel that when I'm on stage. Because Mm one stage doing stuff my brain literally just goes into a natural state of what's really the worst that's going to happen Mm. i might mess up a trick and people might laugh for 30 seconds and then i'll probably do something else and they'll go what the hell just happened 
and they'll forget and that will carry on. Um, also, something you were just touching on then about the little anxieties, all building up and building up and building up. Is that when, and, and seriously, we're not talking about me right now on this bit, but is that when they all build up so much and then you see someone completely lose their rag over some no. stupid as ring yeah. pull on their can didn't work? All the time. And, and do you know what? When people do that to me, so what I mean by that is when uh, an example of this could be as simple as um, uh, I'm out and about and I, someone nearly bumps into me, I nearly bump into them, whatever. Uh, I'm making it up. Uh, and and that's it. It's the end of the world and they've got a problem. Yeah. Now, it's very easy to, to take that personally or to turn around and go, well, that guy's a so-and-so. Uh, and unlike some of your previous guests, I'm not going to swear. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that guy's a so-and-so. Well, actually, that guy's... I don't know what he's going through. I don't know what's happening in his world. It could be any number yeah. of things. But the issue is probably not me. The issue is probably a whatever else, but he can take it out on me because I'm a stranger that just got in his way. And that's fair enough. Yeah. The fact okay. is, um, we don't know if someone's just gone through the worst divorce possible, lost a parent or a sibling. You don't know what's going on in their world, but that slight shoulder nudge might have been the, the on top of. And I, I think it's important to, to be aware of that and notice it in ourselves as well. I know I've done it. I've snapped at someone that really didn't deserve it. And it's made me go, well, hang on, why am I having that reaction? And sometimes it's because of, um, well, I'm having a bad day. Okay, that doesn't excuse it. Have a word of yourself. Uh, and sometimes it's something that I haven't even acknowledged. So it could be that, uh, I don't know, someone said something that's really got my heckles up. And I thought, oh, that person's a bad person. Or that's a terrible thing to say or think. And then yeah. I go, well, well, why? Why does that resonate in that way with me? Because if I'm offended by something or, or thinking bad about someone, it, yeah. it's an insight. It's a window into something internal in me. It's a chance to learn. When something angers me, which, to be honest, very rarely happens now, but when something does, that's, that's a learning opportunity. That's... that's exciting to me now because I go oh well, well what is that Let, oh, let's examine that let's find out about it and it's so easy to blame the world and someone else but it's it's telling you something about yourself you know mate that's that's awesome I love that um right well I'm gonna do, I've done exactly what Jesse warned you I would do I've made loads of bullet point notes and ignored them all two of them okay we've done two that's not a bad result that's not that's good for you Go on, get it one really, more in. It really is. <laughs> well, well, something I wanted to talk about was the state of people's mental health in the UK predominantly. But yeah. as a world, we've just gone through a situation together, and I think it's kind of screwed our mental health everywhere. Hmm. Um, well, it, it hasn't, it hasn't. So I, I just like to interject. I'm sorry, yeah. but I hear this a lot. So many people talking about how we're all in the same boat. We're not. Um and I know people who have been through this and come out in a really freaking good place. I, I've had clients who actually, if it wasn't for the lockdown at the very start, and I, I released a guide to surviving lockdown, basically, um, uh, looking after yourself during it. And if it wasn't for that, there are people who wouldn't have reached out to get the help and are now in a much better place now than they ever would have been if the lockdown hadn't have happened. And, and there are also people that thrive from it. So let's not yeah. put everyone in the same boat. But yes, 
an awful lot of people are really struggling right now or have been struggling with everything that's been going on for sure. Yeah, and I, I do think the the two very different types, and I know there's a great zone in between. There's, you know, people who thrive, there's people who are absolutely sinking, and there's people that have been okay. There's people who have changed their minds on what they want to do with their lives. That could be amazing in itself. Um, so if, if you saw somebody, if you dealt with somebody that you thought actually they're having trouble even staying afloat, where would we go? What do we do? So what I would do in that situation is, is questions. I'd ask lots of questions because the more questions you ask, the more answers you can find, right? And, and I'd encourage them to ask themselves questions. But, but in terms of what advice I would give generally and where that tends to lead, it would absolutely be about being proactive and looking after yourself. So, so often, like if I talk about physical health, everyone knows, even if they don't necessarily follow it, that to look after your physical health, it's better to be preventative than reactive, right? Yeah. Um, and when I say the words physical health, the first things that come to most people's mind is eating a salad and going for a run. It's not diabetes and heart disease, right? They're not the first things that come to your mind. You think about positives of physical health. Yeah. And yet when I say the words mental health, anxiety and depression seem to be the first thing that come to most people's minds. Yeah, Not unhappiness and joy. Exactly. Right. Mental yeah. health is not mental ill health. Right. We all have mental health to some in, in some way. We all have physical health. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good or bad. What I would love, my, my kind of my, my one man mission to change the world is to get everyone when they hear the terms mental health to think about being proactive and looking after themselves. So with physical health, you'd eat better and move more. Basically, that's what it's, you know, to sum it up. I would say yeah. it's the same thing with mental health. Move more for a start. Yes. Improving your physical health will help. Um, but rest more and think about what you're putting in and what you're giving out. Because that's, that's what it is with physical health, right? Put the right stuff in, do the right stuff physically. It's the same thing. Think about the influences. What are you putting in? What are you consuming, both in the literal form and in terms of what, what influences you surround yourself with? And, and not just what's external, but what are you doing internally as well? Um, and of course, I would suggest you, you start with looking after your sleep because that just gives you the energy to make everything else much easier. If you're in a place yeah. where you're really not able to look after your sleep, firstly, check out my guide. There's loads of stuff on there. Um, but secondly, look at what is the root cause. And like, ideally, I'd love to say, fix the root cause first. But sometimes you need to deal with the symptoms to get to that point. So... Yeah this is where you know potentially antidepressants and reaching out for help like that can come in in the same way that if you've broken your leg you know it's going to take time to heal but there's things you can do to improve that and you also know that you may during that recovery period just need to manage the pain with some painkillers that's not a permanent thing but it's something that helps you get to the point where that's healed properly without it being too detrimental for your well-being same thing right do what you need to do to manage the symptoms absolutely but make sure you get to the point where you're focusing on okay what is the root cause and how can i fix it what can i do about it love that mate absolutely love that uh, i'm going to bring you on to the the only other question that i warned you about now mm -hmm. and 
And I warn every single guest about this because of how Nugget started. What's your one nugget of information you want everyone to walk away with? So I would say be aware of the influences around you and choose your contribution wisely. Nice. So we're always constantly being influenced by things around us. Sometimes we're aware of it, other times not so much. It can be blatant things like a TV ad or a billboard. It can be subtleties like someone saying you're looking good today and it makes you feel good. Or someone saying, are you all right? You look tired and suddenly you feel tired. It's the ones that are repeated most that we can so easily take on board and not even realize that they're informing our beliefs about ourselves. So be aware of the influences around you. You can choose to what extent they influence you, but you can't do that unless you're aware of them. And then choose your contribution wisely because the way that, if someone else spoke to you, the way you speak to yourself, what would you think about that person? I would not be their friend for very long. (laughs) There we go. So choose your contribution wisely because you're influencing yourself far more powerfully and effectively than anyone else, right? The people closest to you have more influence over you than someone else, with the exception of Paul, because of course that's his job. Um, But if we take that out of the equation, right? Your your teachers when you were at school, particularly the ones you liked and got on with, or respected, even if you didn't like them, your parents in the general sense of things, your your peers that you looked up to and enjoyed your time with, these people had much more influence over you than a complete stranger, the the likes of Paul excluded. Um, However, you as an individual have far more influence than anyone else because you're the only person whose opinion you always agree with because if you didn't agree with it, you'd have a different opinion right? So you don't question yourself in the same way when you're stating something as fact. And when that fact, supposed fact, is you saying something negative about yourself, it's, it's harder to be aware of it. And it's harder to stop it from influencing you. And it has much more impact when it does. So choose how you contribute to the influences around you. Mate, that's awesome. And beautiful in its own way. I, I love that. Um, Duncan, I'm going to wrap this show up there because I, you've just given so much quality information and so many nuggets of help. Yeah, oh, thanks, Paul. That's just awesome. I, have, As we've said before, I know you and I could talk for hours on this. So with Jesse's permission, I'm going to get you back on the show one day, okay? Yay! <laughs> Brilliant. And Duncan, Duncan, the show that we do together. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mind matters. So uh, it, it started almost by accident as a throwaway comment. When you were on my podcast, uh, yeah, we said we could talk for hours. I said, yeah, let's do that. And then we did. Um, so basically on the last Monday of every month, uh, we go live. Uh, YouTube's probably the easiest place to find it um, or stalk yeah. us on social media. Uh, and we talk about a different topic each time from kind of our joint perspective on it uh we've spoken so far about ego and the introduction i think our next one is confidence actually i think so i think yeah. so but if you the want to find out was that, that we did that first show and then we had something like six subjects straight away didn't we yes yeah um, and so we're going through those six and we make time to answer questions as well so even if it's not related to the topic like get in touch with one of us either in advance or while yeah. we're doing the live and ask your questions um, because basically we just, we love chatting 
and we like helping people. We've got a fair amount of experience, knowledge between the two of us about the mind and, and human behavior. So we want to use that knowledge, time and experience that we've got to, to help others, right? Well, there we go. So come and have a listen and we'll, we'll be talking about confidence at the end of this month. Perfect. Duncan, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye to everyone. And thank you so much for having me on the show, Paul. There we go, ladies and gents. It'll be in a second, me and Jesse talking about Duncan behind his back. So for what we've said until the podcast goes out. Thanks, Duncan. Nice. Later, mate. Newton's Nuggets. So this advert is about only networking. That's the only dot N-E-T-W-O-R-K. The only dot N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Now, it's business networking, but not as you know it. They've shaken up business networking by making it more about the people and less about the boring. Seriously, I go along to these network events. They're really great. They're run by really nice people. Every single group they have has people that want to love you and hug you and look after you. It just feels different. And you know what? If you go to one of their events, you might even bump into some dodgy bloke in a trilby and he'll look after you as well. Go and have a look at their website. It really is an awesome network to be part of. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We told you that Duncan was nice and we told you he had different views to me and we told you that we discussed them. And, and we did and we do and we happily do. Um, I, don't, I just, do you know what? Something I was thinking about during that interview was... I really think his voice helps with the hypnosis. Yeah. It's so smooth and calm. So smooth. So smooth. And you, while I was doing the interview, every so often I just kind of went, ah. <laughs> and, and, and unusually for a guest on Nuggets, because most of the people who come in, you know, this is all done over web conf- conferencing apps. So people normally Ooh. just... Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, they they normally just use whatever mic comes to hand, and some people have got decent podcasting type microphones, and some people just have whatever's in their laptop. Um, and what I really liked is Duncan was unusual in that he had an option, and we ended up going for the really nice sounding option. I was thinking, oh, this is not good for all those people driving. What they needed needed was the harsh, sharp microphone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not this nice silky smooth one that we had because they're feeling all relaxed. I swear, I, I swear he said sleep a couple of times and I nearly went. <laughs> That's just because you've not had enough. Haven't had enough sleep either. <laughs> God. Oh. Oh. No, but for no. those those of you no, who are no. wondering, the conversation between takes was <clears> a lot worse. I can only apologise. Yes. Yeah, we 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 had to start this recording of the end bit whilst wetting ourselves laughing. Um, yeah. We know it's not professional, but if you expected professional, you wouldn't be listening to this. Yeah, this must be your first time. Welcome to Newton's Nuggets. So, right, Duncan, I mean, the stuff that he was saying about reducing stress and getting more sleep because it's better for your body and being healthier and positivity and... And the mental health stuff. Seriously, I know he's on about starting a movement and starting to get people to understand that. And he's right, mate. We've got to stop thinking about mental health as this horrible, nasty, dark and black, cloud and gloomy thing. 
because when you say mental health actually it should point out all of the possibilities yeah it's interesting isn't it because i i think partly because it's health and when we talk about physical health if you talk about health care you're yeah so that was one of the things i was thinking about when he was talking he was very much talking about like the the images that you get but actually when we talk about health care rather than just physical health yeah you're normally talking about fixing things that are broken yes but we don't really have a term like physical health for mental health because it's already taken mm. by mental health when you think mental health you do think health care and fixing stuff but yeah. there's yeah apart from perhaps maybe business coaching and life coaching there isn't an awful lot out there to talk about there isn't a term out there really for discussing how we make our mental health better stronger faster happier all of those things whatever the song goes yeah i mean don't forget though we've been i've been classed as a motivational speaker We've had some people on the shows that are motivational speakers, and I do see the difference in people in the audience. Yeah, you know when they're fired up and they're excited and they want to go and they they just feel on top of the world. Um, the downside there is when they then go and see and touch people that weren't in that room. Yeah, and you get the naysayers who just slap it down and bring it down quickly. Yeah, and um, and actually, that's one of the one of the things he was talking about. The outward fake confidence was really interesting because yeah. he was talking about it from the performer's point of view, as in the the motivational speaker. But actually, I was I was kind of thinking about it from a uh, from the audience point of view, and just because somebody r- sort of riles you up and gets you in you know excited and things doesn't mean that you have the capability of carrying that through under your own esteem and confidence Uh, and i think that's why i I mean personally like i get a lot of i get a lot out of um the motivational speaker people when they have got interesting things to say when i take stuff away with it but my personality I sit there and know that somebody who's just, you know, getting people excited and just loud and proud and bold, that bit of it doesn't actually do anything for me because I know I'm not going to carry that that feeling forward. And I'm yeah. Whereas I watch that stuff and I go, wow, that's really good use of this technique and this technique and yes. this. Yes. So you're looking at it scientifically <clears throat> almost, and I'm yeah. looking at it from a very self-reflective point of view of, well. It doesn't matter how good I feel about that now. Tomorrow, I won't care. <laughs> but yeah. that's not to say I won't get stuff out of the information. Whereas, you know, some of the people we talked about together earlier that we know will they ride on those emotions quite heavily. Yeah. Um, but that internal calm that that Duncan talked about, I think, is a really interesting one. And actually, the bit that I think most of us really will struggle with getting that internal confidence and that's why you need to talk to people from a positive mental health point of view to 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 build that internal confidence i think and mate i've got to say really nice of him to to point out his um sleep guide as well and let people know they can go and grab that completely free of charge 
you know I, I like that so we'll if we can can we have a link to that at yeah. least and one um, of the things that was I thought was interesting because he talked a lot about how um how we're affected by including his nugget but he talked a lot about how we're affected by things we hear and say and do and i I find it really interesting because from a different viewpoint i've always thought the same thing with people who've struggled with math and science okay Um, and i've always been reasonably good at explaining math and science stuff to people and the thing that I think is really good now with a lot of like the modern science things like podcasts, and you know I listen to a few science yeah. podcasts, the reason why I like those sorts of things is that they talk in layman's terms, they make them interesting, and there's no, I can't understand this as a mindset. And one of the things, so Jen has always hated maths and science. She's actually pretty good at them now. Um, and I don't think she would have ever believed that she could be, but she had to learn maths for something she was doing with work once. Um, and I literally for a few months sat down and taught her how to do all of this stuff. But most of that was exactly what, um, Duncan was talking about. Most of it was making her believe that she could do it. Yeah. Breaking it down to a level. If yeah. you make your own barrier in front of you that you honestly believe is there and is solid, yeah. then funnily enough, you can't break through it. And sometimes so I get problems, and it's it's all ties in with that tiredness. You know, you go, oh, this feels like something I can't do. But sometimes yeah. you just go, I'm just, oh, I'm going to apply logic to this, and I can do this, and right, okay, what about this, and what about that, and let's work out a way around it. And actually, you can get your mind around being able to do stuff. And you know what, mate? It does tie into his nugget really nicely, which I'm going to say now, um, which was uh, watch the influences around you and choose your contributions wisely. Now, yeah. I thought that was lovely because your example there, if my choice is to keep saying I can't do something and I believe that, then I'm never going to do it. Yeah. Um, watch watch the influences around you. <sighs> I can't remember if he said this bit before we filmed. It might have been. But it was along the lines of, if you've got someone that's constantly negative towards you in your life, don't let them have control of any part of your life. Yeah. You know, and it's true. We've all seen it, those people that want to bring you down to their level and don't want you to succeed or go past that level. Yeah. Um, Weird, but people do it. And on a really random note, because <laughs> uh, uh, Duncan said something about the some anxiety is good. Yeah. Uh, and I th- it just reminded I literally, one of the science podcasts I've just been listening to, um, they were talking about pain. And we all think about pain as being a bad thing. Um, but they had somebody who had a genetic disorder. He and his brother both had a genetic disorder. But yeah. neither of them could feel pain of any sort and they both had massive health issues because they did things and damaged themselves accidentally and never realized it to the point that one of them had fractured a vertebrae and was walking around with it for six months without even knowing see i know of 
but I didn't know the person, but I know somebody that taught them. And that, that kid lent on like a scolding hot radiator for ages. Yeah. And it was only when somebody smelt burning skin. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, no. Pain is a good thing, people. It's just, you know, not too much. Manageable amounts, yeah. Yeah. Um, pain, pain being there is a massive warning in our brains. That is a good thing to help us. Yeah. Um, I, do you know what? I haven't, I haven't got much more to say on Duncan apart from I loved him coming on the show. If you want to, uh, you will find us on YouTube uh, last Monday of every month having a chat together about a subject. Come and see us on there. Anything else, mate? Uh, very lastly, don't forget, um, you've still got time. Um, you've basically got a week, so go and do it now. Uh, a week from the point of this episode releasing to go and leave us a review. I've got to say something on that. I've got to say something. Go on. I know okay? exactly what you're going to say, but go on. We're gonna, right, so we have had reviews come in, and we've had uh, email reviews come in, and we've had text reviews come in, and we've had some appear on on iTunes. Um, but, d- d- but the best one, right, I was literally sat near Jesse. We were working together on something. I get an email through, and it was saying how good Ben Drury's book is. It was saying how great our show is. It then said... Um, the person's name and in brackets, but I'm biased because I'm Ben's mum. I was just like, <laughs> that's the best review ever. That is awesome. <laughs> um, so Ben's mum, if you've listened to this show as well, thank you very much. That gave yeah. me a massive chuckle that day. That was awesome. <laughs> that was gr- brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It was, wasn't it? I just showed it to you and you just started giggling as well. I was like, yeah, what up? Um, right. I think we're there. Yes. Awesome. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for coming to the show. You know what? Tell you what, if you, if you like the show, go share it with people that you love. If you didn't like the show, share it with people you don't like. There you go. We'll see you next week. Say bye, bye. Jesse. Bye, Jesse. Bye. bye.